Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Pleasure to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you making the choice to come and check us out here on the Joe Pag Show. Great radio stations all over the place. Adding Tampa soon. Actually, on the 11th. Adding uh, Tulsa, uh, not Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, Tucson, Arizona, very soon. That's coming. We're already in Tulsa. And uh, we're a couple of stations in North Dakota. Can't believe Carrie said South Dakota the other day. Sorry, no, I uh, didn't. You did. That, you did. Mean? You made the mistake. Your son called. He said, please stop telling my mom to have me cook. <laughs> my son <laughs> did not mean? call you. No. I don't know. He may, he may have. No. You never know. Um, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Some sad news from Judge Judy soon. And by sad, I don't mm. think she died or anything. But uh, but now she she disappoints me. You know, all these years I've given Judge Judy. I thought of you as soon as I saw this you know, story today. And, and, and I, well, couldn't you hold on to that when you had nope. to ruin my whole show? I had to tell you. I had but, to. Uh, plus, heading into the bottom of the hour, we have uh, Judicial Watch's Tom Fitton. They are suing on behalf of the Ashley Babbitt family, her her um, her widower and her parents, the federal government for her, for her wrongful death. I, I believe that it was a wrongful death. I truly do. And watching that video, I can't see any reason why the guy pulled the trigger. I just don't understand it. So um, we're going to have Tom Fitton on to explain that at the bottom. We're going to get into Ray Epps and what punishment he allegedly got. I'm going to say alleged because it's not really a punishment uh, in a second. In, in fact, you know, why don't we do Judge Judy first? We'll have oh, okay. Ray Epps after the first break because that will lead into Tom Fitton just fine. But, um, but Judge Judy, come on, lady. Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Fox News. Judge Judith Scheinlin, better known to fans as Judge Judy, is endorsing Nikki Haley in the 2024 presidential race. I'm proud to endorse Nikki Haley because she's whip smart, has executive credentials, and was a superb governor, Scheinlin said in a statement. She has international gravitas as ambassador to the United Nations. She is principled, measured, and has the elusive quality of real common sense. I truly think she can restore America and believe she is the future of this great nation. Haley returned the compliment, calling the judge a no-nonsense lady. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> well, let's break it down. Here's what we know about Judge Judy. And by the way, she's got a new show called Judy Justice that we watch. Um, judge Judy is no longer. That show stopped oh, probably no. two or three years ago. Oh. But uh, Judy Justice, where she's got her granddaughter, Sarah, sitting there with her. And then she's got a court stenographer who's taken the the... the, the as you go, and she keeps on going to her. Will you read that back to me? In all like twenty five or thirty years of Judge Judy, she never had to have anybody read anything back to her. Oh, now she's like out of the blue, like, "Hey, Whitney, can you read that back to me?" Mm-hmm. And then of course you got Kevin. Kevin is the new Kevin. bailiff. I'm not oh. sure why it wasn't Bird, who was her bailiff forever on Judge Judy. I they got some other guy, Kevin. Don't think I ever watched one episode. I'm Judge wow, Judy. Wow, you're an oddball. Everybody's not watched one. Judge Judy. Really? Not even one? Mm, not one. You know why? You you will get hooked and you will never stop watching. Really? I remember like the People's Court in the 80s. People's Court, very good. Watch that. Judge Wapner. Yes. I never saw yeah. Judge Judy. Never. That's what that's, see, that's odd. Hmm. Is that? This is why your judgment is so weird. So, <laughs> having, having said that, um, she's always said, even on the show, 
She's a liberal girl. I'm a liberal girl from New York. She call herself, so, uh, call, calls herself a liberal from New York. So some could say this is a nice change for Judge Judith Scheinlin, who's going with somebody who claims to be more conservative. Now, Nikki Haley is the one who backed off about how parents should make the decisions about, about these surgeries, these so-called gender surgeries. I, that's a problem for me. Nikki Haley is the one who, yeah, let's send as much money as we have to over to Ukraine. She's like a war hawk. That's a problem for me. Nikki Haley is the one that said, I'm never, if, if, listen, if President Trump's running, I'm not running. Guess what? She's running, which is kind of weird. Um, she's also the one who said, we should have people, people should be forced to give up their full identity, like dox themselves to be on social media. And I'm not okay with that. But at the same time, I can say, well, Judge Judy normally would be like a Biden person. So the fact that she's saying Nikki Haley, I guess, could be seen as an improvement. But I know so much about Nikki Haley as a candidate, I don't know. So, I mean, this is odd to me. I don't know, and maybe she did because I never paid her attention to her politics, to be honest. I don't know if she's ever come out and endorsed the person before, maybe. But uh, this, this, this just seems weird to me. Carrie, was this not out of the blue? I mean... Um, but again, it always goes back to, you know, when we have celebrities and they come out and endorse, what does it really mean? I mean, maybe for younger people, this makes a difference. I don't care. This will not change my mind about a candidate in any way. If Judge Judy or anybody else says, I'm endorsing this person. Well, let me say um, this. You never watched the show, so you're not mm-hmm. really invested in Judge Judy. I'm probably the most... I, well, probably of any anybody in your circle, the person who has watched her the most, I've watched her from the very beginning, mm-hmm. and I like Judge Judy. I like that she's no nonsense. She's very New York. She's very direct. She, she will smack. And sometimes she's wrong. She's like really wrong. And like she'll go after somebody. I forget what, what the situation was the other day. She was telling some guy that he was fresh. You were being fresh with her. Oh. Now, growing up in New York, my mother would say, don't be fresh. That's why I knew what she meant. Mm-hmm. But this guy had no freaking clue. He was like from Alaska. He was like, Frau, what do you mean fresh? I don't know what you mean. See, you're being fresh right now. Like, no, he literally wasn't because he didn't know what you meant. Yeah. So sometimes she'll go down that path and not stop. Like, she definitely is right when she's not. But for the most part, she's, she's right in her rulings. And I like her. So all of that is to say, I'm the biggest Judy fan that you know. I know. And I could not care less who she's endorsing. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel the same way. So I'm with you. Now, are there some people that are numbskulls that might vote as, along with how Judge Judy does? I don't know. I wonder if younger people care about this. Maybe not so much Judge Judy, but about, right. you know, the uh, the social media influencers that they watch on TikTok all the time. Like, if they're out there endorsing somebody, are these 19, 20-year-olds going, yes, yes, then that's what I'm going to go vote for. Yes. I, well, not because they're endorsing them. I think that the bigger question is, what information are they getting from these social media apps? Mm-hmm. And as I float around some of these apps, because I'm on most of them, when I float around them, there is more mis- and disinformation on these things than, than you could shake a stick at. Oh, yeah. These people have no freaking clue about anything. That, uh, to a person, if, if their favorite social media influencer is a, a Trump hater, they hate Trump. If they're a Biden lover, they love Biden. If, uh, if somebody tells them uh, uh, Trump is Hitler, they believe Trump is Hitler. If somebody says Biden is senile, they believe Biden is senile. So, but, but, I mean, mostly it's going to be pro-Biden, anti-Trump. So it's 
not only is it only influencers on social media, it's also the Taylor Swifts of the world. Taylor Swift, oh, who's yeah. worth a billion dollars now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge star. God bless her for her success. Keeps on jumping into politics about abortion, yeah. about guns, about whatever. And these people, because they love them on a on a star power level, also think that what they're saying is true. Now, Taylor Swift is often, if not always, wrong politically. But it doesn't matter to somebody who's, like, fawning all over her and wants to be her. Does that make sense? Mm, yes, it makes perfect sense. Sad, but it makes sense. So I'll open the phone lines just, just for this. I wonder, is there somebody that you trust, and maybe it's somebody who does politics or maybe in political talk like I do or whatever, that you're going to just take their opinion and then change your own? Or will you do some research, find out why Taylor Swift is saying or why Judge Judy is saying or what they're talking about or if it's true or if it's not? Will you go and do the research? Like, I will listen to people that I like and then I'll always research it. Like, everyone's, I'll give you this one. Charles Barkley is a guy who I think of as a squirrel. And here's what I mean. He's like a blind squirrel. Every once in a while, he finds a nut. Every other time, he's just completely clueless, doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Then he'll see something really smart and be like, wow, Charles Barkley nailed it. But I can delineate. I like Charles Barkley on, on NBA, whatever it is. I, I, I think that he's a, a good addition, a good personality. Their chemistry on that show is good. But... When it comes to politics, he's 98% of the time wrong, and every, those 2%, I'm like, wow, Barkley nails it on this one. So because I like him and what he does for a living, do I take anything he says as reality? No. But he might say something that makes me go, let me research that and find out what he's talking about and see if he's even close on this one. And, and it, it really is that simple to me. When people who, who have a lane that's here, I could talk about the coach here in San Antonio. They've got their lane, and they're really, really freaking good at it. I can talk about the same thing about the coach in uh, at Golden State, Steve Kerr. They've got their lane, but they're really, really good in that lane. And then they say something about guns or gun control or say something about Trump or fascism or Islamophobia. And I'm like, why are you doing that? We don't know you for that. You, you don't have this platform because of that. Why are you utilizing it in that way? And no, I'm not going to trust it because you're a good basketball coach. I'm not going to trust it because you're a singer and uh, songwriter. I'm not going to trust you because you're a big movie star. I'm not going to trust you because you've got 40 million followers on TikTok. So hopefully people can make that delineation. I don't know if they can. But, like, your sons are pretty well adjusted. Do they buy into any of this garbage? Um I would, I'm going to say no. And my, me and my 19 year old, we talk a lot about politics. He's very interested in it. He's also really into social media right. and where he gets his news. And that's why, you know, I kind of get on my mom's soapbox and you can't believe everything that you see on X right. and, and Insta and Snapchat. And we, you know, we, we talk about that. And that's what I tell him. I said, you know, take it for what it's worth and then go and figure out if it's really true. Right. If it's real. Don't just, oh, well, somebody said this on X or Snapchat, right. or I, then I have to believe it. Don't do that. Yeah. And he's pretty smart. I think he's pretty smart about that. He's a smart guy. He definitely is. Takes yeah. after dad. Uh, 888-941. What's that? Are you calling your husband stupid? I couldn't hear you. <laughs> no, but I think he takes after me, why too. Why can't you? Why can't you? Why can't, why can't you give me a compliment why can't for I, once? Why can't I compliment his parent? 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Is your somebody that you at this point will just take the word of or will you always go like I tell you to and be skeptical and always research it, always find out if it's true. 
Like Biden is fill in the blank. Do you check and see if he really is? Trump is fill in the blank. Do you check and see if he really is? Or on an issue like abortion or like guns or like whatever. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Got to remind you about our great sponsor, Superbeats. Superbeats heart shoes. I hope that you've tried them. Been telling you about them for a long, long time. It's been years and years. Been telling you about Superbeats. Uh, the powder that they had that you put into some liquid and mix it up. Give you a nice boost of energy. Now they've got the Superbeats heart shoes that are working so well for so many people. People are getting these and reordering them a lot. We all have a really good reason to keep our heart health in check. Make sure that we're doing okay. Why not get great support for your blood, for your blood pressure, your blood flow, your circulation, your production of nitric oxide with Superbeats heart shoes. Paired to the healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in Superbeats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. Why wouldn't you try these out? I think you should. You know, if you've got an active lifestyle or if you want to be more active, you just don't seem to find the energy to do so, try out the Super Beats Heart Shoes and see if they can work for you. Support your heart health with Super Beats Heart Shoes. Get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Shoes and a free full-size bag of turmeric shoes valued at $25 by going to JoeLovesBeats.com. Get this exclusive offer only at JoeLovesBeats.com. And keep it right here. Coming back. Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Lots to talk about. We've got Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch at the bottom of the hour. So about nine or ten minutes from now, do not touch that dial. Tom Fitton is in charge of the group, Judicial Watch, that is suing the federal government on behalf of Ashley Babbitt's family in what he's calling a wrongful death. So, I mean, at the end of the day, what you have is a situation where if anybody who's anybody looked at that video, they know that Ashley Babbitt was not a threat to that guy, Bird was not a threat to anybody who was there, 100 pounds, uh, a veteran of the military, and on the side where she was, because Bird was on the other side, on the side that she was, um, there were several police officers right there. All I have to do is look at the video. There were guys, big guys in outfits and uniforms that said police in large letters that could have put her in you know, zip ties if they needed to or handcuffs and taken her away. Instead, she's crawling through a window and he decides he's going to shoot her. And the allegation from those at the scene was that he never said, police, stop. He never said, stop or I'll shoot. Just shoots. So I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he says those things. It's all going to come out in this in this trial. But what I do know is that the Capitol Police, with their internal investigation, internal investigation, so they investigated themselves, found that he didn't do anything wrong. He acted correctly. Now, this is a guy, according to Tom Fitton, has had other run-ins with his gun. And he's going to explain all that coming up at the about 32 minutes after the hour. Do not touch that dial. Keep it here. We go to the phone lines. Jack, what's going on in Naples? Hi. Hi, yes. I'm calling in to discuss the issue of these TikTok and Internet celebrities controlling the 19 to 20 age group completely. Okay. I'm a 20-year-old male myself. Um, it is totally disgusting how these people my age are 100% manipulated and controlled via what they see online. They can't think for themselves at all, and they 100% will vote for the most liberal person just simply based on some Internet star with no background, no credentials, nothing, 
no, they've done nothing with their life, they're just online, they will 100% take their advice and take it to the bank and they take it to the voting booth every single time. In a free society, how do we fix that problem? Well, I think the best option is to continue to put them on a path towards education. I think we have to fix the education system. I think it's because of the schools. I think we have a lot of liberal teachers who encourage the kids to get online, and they advocate for the support of these online influencers. There are many teachers that think it's an appropriate career, and I think that that's wrong. I think that they need to be pursuing actual jobs. Jack, I hear you. I got you. Um, at the end of the day, he's right. There are so-called influencers, some of them paid very well by groups that hate Trump or by groups that love Biden or whatever, who will say anything for the buck, and those who are watching will believe it. I oftentimes will talk to my kids and say, just to let you know, this is what's true, this is what's false. Just to let you know, if anybody's saying this, like you've got students showing up at school saying that they're a dog, they're really not, and they can't become a dog. What are they calling themselves, furries or something stupid? Yeah, um, yeah, it's not, a, not really a thing. They're yeah. not really becoming the other animal. Uh, or, you know, boy, girl, girl, boy, the whole thing. By the way, if you're a big uh, fan of the Spurs, if you if you want to go and celebrate people's um, sexual orientation, that's coming up soon. They get the Pride Night at the Spurs. Yeah, the 12th of January. Um, I will make sure I'll avoid that. But we're going to celebrate the sexual orientation of people at a basketball game coming up. That's January 12th. So if you want to go take part, go take part. But I want you to realize going in that when you show up and you weren't planning on that, you're just going to take in a basketball game, you're going to see a bunch of flags and stuff. Did you say something? No, no, no. I thought, I thought mm, you might want to jump in there. No, sir. No, thank I'm you. I'm not going to be going that night. Right? Yeah, I kind of figured that, yeah. actually. Yeah. I, hope, I hope the kinda Spurs win. That. Go Spurs, go. Yeah. Go Spurs, go. Yes. But uh, I am not going to go to any sporting event to celebrate somebody's sexual orientation because I just don't care what it is. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm guessing every NBA team probably has to do that. And yes, I'm going to be critical of it. Almost like the coach is critical of stuff politically, too. Isn't that weird? It's odd. Although it's my job. It's not really his. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Back at it. Let me say hello to uh, Randy in Oklahoma. Randy, what's up? Hi, good evening. Thank you, first of all, for having me the opportunity to be on the show. You bet. I, have to, I want to talk about the, uh, the political issues that you were de- dealing with a while ago, but I have to laugh about the story you talked about, the pride thing. And you made a statement when you said at the end of that little piece there that I, I believe all the NBA teams have to do that. I don't believe any of them have to do that. I think it comes completely from some poor ideologies in the leadership of that. Uh, I've come from a day, I'm, I'm a pastor I'm a Christian, I'm a conservative, and, I remember, and I'm over 60, and I remember the day that none of, none of our sporting events, none of our sporting people did anything like that. Well, when, when now, I say, well, well, Randy, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. But when, they, when, they say, when I said um, they probably have to do that, I believe the order comes down for the main office at the NBA, and the NBA says this is required. Now, you're right. As human beings and as owners and so on, they don't have to do it, but they're all complying. Go ahead. Yeah, and I agree. That's what, probably exactly what's going on there. It'd be nice if somebody said, no, we're not going to. Yes. This is our deal. But, you know, that doesn't happen. So when it comes to the political things you're talking about, um, who do we look for? Who do we watch for? Who do we listen to? Um, there, were, there was a, I grew up in a time when there wasn't any social media. Uh, you, you talked on the telephone. You read a newspaper. You wrote letters. You saw people in person. You talked with them. You got ideas. What do they do? How do they remember? I think we forget a lot about history in our country and how people did and what they did. I talked to young people today, and it talked about history that we just learned in school, and a lot of them don't have any of the knowledge of that. And I think society is hoping that we forget quicker than we probably should, and I find that happening a lot. 
So when we go to try to figure out who we want to vote for and who we want to uh, put in the positions that have power in our country, um, we can't go around just taking somebody's opinion. We need to go back to that place of, you know what, be responsible for what you can find out what you will know when you're finished right. researching that so you can make a good decision for that position. At a time, Randy, I appreciate you calling in. I wish I had more time for you. I love hearing you talk. When we come back, Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have the president of Judicial Watch. It is Tom Fitton, judicialwatch.org. Tom, how are you? Happy New Year. Hey, good to be with you, Joe. Happy New Year to you. You, you know, uh, it's still, really good to have you. It's, go it's go ahead. Christmas season. It is. Uh, you know, it feels like the Christmas season. I'm here in Texas, but it's going to get really cold Monday. Yeah. So it's still, still going to feel like the Christmas season for a while. And we're still joyous, although 2024 has come out of the box pretty weird, in my opinion. L- let's get into a story that I broke to my um, uh, to my listeners and viewers yesterday about Ashley Babbitt and her family. I didn't realize off the bat, I'm glad we have you on today, that it was you guys that are bringing this suit against the government. Are you bringing this suit against Bird, the, the guy who shot Ashley Babbitt, or against the government? No, we're suing the United States government. So the government's responsible for Byrd's actions. He's an employee of the U.S. Capitol Police and Congress and the federal government. And and that's who you sue for a wrongful death action like we're bringing, our lawyers are bringing, uh, for Aaron Babbitt, who is the widower of Ashley and Ashley's estate. We're suing out in California, the Southern District there in the San Diego area. Uh, but, you know, it's a straightforward lawsuit. I mean, yeah. it was a bad police shooting, right? And there are certain claims that arise from that. Uh, there was no good reason to shoot Ashley Babbitt. Uh, he broke about every rule in the book when it came to uh, a situation like that and, and misusing his firearm, uh, resulting in her uh, death. And uh, it was uh, an unlawful homicide, in our view. And let's be clear here, because, you know, there's this story about January 6th. And this is why, in my view, Lieutenant Byrd hasn't faced sufficient accountability. Uh, Ashley Babbitt was the only homicide victim on January 6th. And it was the result of a reckless act by a U.S. Capitol Police officer. I'm glad you brought that up. Well, Tom, let me stop you, because just two days ago, Joe Biden said he and Jill went to funerals of police officers that were killed that day or that died that day. And this is the narrative that's been around for three plus years now. Do you, in bringing the suit, have to break through the narrative that a jury pool probably believes? Well, you know, the videos are going to show what the videos show, which is that uh, this poor woman was in the window and he shot her. You know, I'm sorry. I can't get past it. I've watched the video repeatedly. I'm not a lawyer. All I know is I can't believe he shot her. I just can't believe he shot her. And we have new information in the complaint, including information about the radio call he made within a minute saying shots fired, shots fired at me. In fact, he was the only person who had shot anyone. 
So what? what? And, and, and we, we first heard about that. Yes, well, we first heard about that yesterday. That's such a vital piece of information that I never heard before. No. He literally shoots and kills her, then radios in and says he's being shot at. Right. Which we know didn't happen. Nobody had a firearm but him. And, you know, and, and, you know, there were issues about his misconduct in the past. It's been reported previously that he left his loaded service weapon in a bathroom in the Capitol Visitor Center, which is the main entrance way for the public to visit the United States Capitol complex. Right. Uh, but separately, we uh, have information in that lawsuit, and we allege that he had fired his weapon at his own car, it, it looks like, based on what we see, that uh, some some kids had tried to take his car. He fired at them, and bullets went all over the place. It looks like. Wow. Wait, so, Tom, why, why was the, why was the Capitol Police why was the Capitol Police so fast to exonerate? There's a little bit of a delay, and I don't mean to talk over you because what you're saying is so important. Why was the Capitol Police so quick to exonerate this guy? Oh, politics. I mean, you know, we can guess what happened, uh, but. There was a whole narrative on January 6th that was being leveraged by the left Borg and Democrats to try to jail, impeach, impeach Trump first, right, and then try to jail their political opponents. Uh, they first started with January 6th protesters, uh, some who deserved prosecution, many others who probably didn't. Right. And on top of that, uh, they followed through uh, with these absurd prosecutions of President Trump. Uh, here in D.C. and Fulton County, uh, which doesn't seem to be turning out the way some have anticipated, uh, and and prosecutions of state party officials and other activists who were disputing the election throughout. January 6th, is, of course, is the fulcrum to justify this tyrannical uh, regime prosecution right. of its political opposition. It's Tom Fitton, JudicialWatch.org. Go there and support everything they do. Incredible organization. He's the president. Um, when I watched the video, and I watched it several times, it's been a little bit since I've seen it, but I watched the video. She is crawling through the window, and I don't think he ever says, stop, police. I don't think he ever identifies himself at all. It's a guy in a suit who takes out a gun and shoots her. Um, and then when they, wide out, when they widen out a little bit, and you see her on the ground as she's dying, Tom, from being shot for no reason, 100-pound lady, she wasn't armed, she wasn't saying, I'm going to get you and I'm going to kill people. Um, I, I don't know what put her in that position to be going through the window. That doesn't really matter. What I do know is there are uniformed police officers behind her the whole time. I mean, they're, they're wearing these big blue outfits or dark or black outfits that say police all over them. They could have grabbed her. They could have put her in some sort of a, a handcuff situation or the zip ties that they use, and it all would have been over. She would easily have been subdued by them. Why is, does the guy on the other side do the shooting? Do, do we have any idea? I mean, it just highlights the recklessness of it. I mean, he shot into a crowd. Yeah. I, you know, uh, Joe, I mean, you've been around law enforcement a long time. Yeah. You know, we've... And as citizens, we all see what happens when there's a police shooting like this. There's a serious grand jury investigation. And, you know, and woe to the police officer who discharges his firearm, even in justified circumstances. And in this case, evidently, where there was no justification, he got a completely different treat. He got completely different treatment by both yes. the Justice Department and the Capitol Hill police. And, you know, what's interesting about all of this, um, and I, I want to go back to that window thing, because... You know, this isn't in the lawsuit. I'm just responding as someone sure. who's watching these videos. You know, she was distressed. The video shows she was distressed. She saw what was going on. And it, I have it in my head that I think she was looking for safety and going through that window. You could be right. Yeah. 
And, and there was no reason whatsoever to shoot her. He ambushed, as the lawsuit alleges, he ambushed her and shot her dead. And, uh, you know, there's got to be some justice here. There's got to be some accountability. And, and it reads to the next question is, how is this case going to proceed, right? It's right. the U.S. government. The Congress has equities, right, in this case. It's the U.S. Capitol Police. What's Speaker Johnson's position going to be on uh, this big issue? of uh, Ashley Babbitt shooting death. Does he think it was okay? It's a, it's a great question. Does this, this has often been maligned in the media and even on my show, I'll be honest with you, when people call in, they get confused about this. Is it or is it not the Speaker of the House's ultimate job to, to be the leader of the Capitol Police? In other words, a chief, there are captains, but the Speaker of the House literally can direct them. Can, can he or she not? Well, the way it works is there's a Capitol Hill Police Board. And there's an appointee of the president there through the architect of the Capitol. He's appointed by the president, confirmed by the United States Senate, the Senate sergeant of arms. So he works for the majority. He's an appointee of the majority. Right. In that case, it was McConnell's appointee who was Capitol uh, on, on the board at the time. Now it's Schumer's. And then uh, the House has their appointee. So the House speaker uh, has a significant role in the sense that his uh, sergeant of arms, the House sergeant of arms, his appointee, is on the Capitol Hill Police Board. And so how's this going to work? It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, back then, it was McConnell and Pelosi uh, and Trump's appointee, the architect of the Capitol, plus the chief of police who there is, I think, as an ex officio member. Right. But now there's a different makeup. It is uh, Tom Fitton, Judicial Watch, judicialwatch.org. So it begs the question, could Mike Johnson right now decide to open a, 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 some sort of investigation on Byrd's actions that day, although he's been exonerated from this internal investigation. Capitol Police investigated the Capitol Police. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, so an internal investigation exonerates him. Nancy Pelosi, I believe, is on record, certainly others are, saying he saved lives that day by doing what he did. Can Mike Johnson reopen this thing? Sure. I mean, the House can investigate anything it wants. Okay. In this regard, it's the operations of the U.S. Capitol Police. How, how, how can the House not investigate it? And then separately, obviously, he has a has influence with the Capitol Hill Police Board as the Speaker of the House. And generally speaking, my impression is when it comes to the operations of the Capitol complex and the security, the House is kind of seen, the, the Speaker is seen as the mayor, right? Yes. It, not officially, but practically, he has probably influence that goes beyond uh, as what I'm describing in terms of just having one appointee on the police board. It is uh, Tom Fitton, JudicialWatch.org. Go and support everything they do. Incredible investigations, incredible I mean, stories. They, they fund the police. I mean, there's no... Right. And, and you know, and right now, we're in court trying to get the January 6th videos. Congress is opposing us. There are emails. Congress is opposing us. All sorts of things Speaker Johnson can be doing above and beyond what he's currently doing, which is... I guess, releasing some videos in a seemingly piecemeal fashion. Hey, well, he's doing that. Plus, he's also agreeing with Schumer on, on you know, increasing our debt, which is crazy. That's another story for another day, I guess. Well, you know, to me, this is all part of a piece, right? You know, uh, we need we need leadership that's going to kind of take uh, really aggressive steps for government accountability because I right. think we're in crisis. And like a shooting death. On January 6th, supposedly the worst day in the history of America, according to the left Borg, and, and we can't get much accountability there other than Judicial Watch pursuing a lawsuit independently. Where's our Justice Department? Where's the D.C. police? Where is Congress? 
Tom, what's, uh, what's amazing to me is that you and I have been talking about January 6th since it happened, probably a few days afterwards you came on. And we've been saying, I've been saying this the entire time, who benefited from what happened on January 6th? And it certainly wasn't Donald Trump. It wasn't a conservative movement in this country. Who benefited was Joe Biden. Who benefited was the Uniparty. Who benefited was those who want to shut down any sort of um, uh, voice that would be loud enough to be heard. And like you said, those who rioted, arrest them. Those who vandalized, arrest them. Everybody else, it was, as CNN would report, a mostly peaceful protest that day. In fact, it was a mostly peaceful assembly. They weren't even protesting. The people that were listening to Trump speak down the road were not protesting. They were listening and cheering him on. And then they, most of them marched down to the Capitol and did nothing. There's a 70-year-old woman took a selfie inside, and she's arrested and facing all sorts of weird charges. So how do we get to the bottom of this? You and I both know what I just said is true. The benefit was not for Donald Trump. He wasn't trying to overthrow anything. They were telling the people in the Senate and the House, yes, challenge the electors if you find them to be fraudulent or in question. And they couldn't do that because of January 6th. That all went away, and they certified the election. So how do we get the real story out, I guess, is the long, the long way to get to a simple question. Well, through litigation like this, uh, if I were con- if I were in the House, I would retract the January sixth report and begin anew. I mean, that doesn't mean you have to do hearings and such, but it just means you do a more serious analysis and investigation. Right. Uh, if the next honest president, I think, should uh, look into mass uh, massively pardoning and commuting the sentences of those already serving or who've already. Uh, uh, or who are, yeah, who already are serving, right? And let them out because this Justice Department can't be trusted. You know, I we say arrest the rioters. Well, I mean that assumes that there's like a process that you can trust, and this Justice Department politicized that process. True. And they didn't treat the rioters the same they have treated others involved in civil disturbances. And the, you know, and they always lecture us. We have to be nuanced, right, in our analysis of public events. What happened on January sixth? There were uh, illegal activities by uh, citizens. Right. There were illicit activities by the police. Right. Uh, there was that shooting death, and there were other people who were just there, as we point out, and weren't doing anything wrong. And you know, you had the police because they were poorly trained and didn't have sufficient security as a result of political decision making by Pelosi and others. Uh, you know, oh, we started attacking the crowd in some respects. Right. As well. And th- th- did it mean that the violence sort of police are justified? No, but that's the nuance, right? And of course, the Justice Department and everyone else doesn't want to talk about all of this. I mean, the only people who are sensible are January 6th are folks like us who are concerned about the rule of law breaking down there right. and trying to figure out how it happened. And there's a political party and a left party, uh, you know, the left um, narrative wants to just blame one particular person, Donald right. Trump. Right. And that doesn't make any sense to any normal American. Well, it doesn't. I think you know, all normal Americans just want the truth. Left or right, I think they want the truth. And they're not getting the truth. We're getting a narrative. And a lot of people on that one side believe exactly. They're all insurrectionists. And Donald Trump ginned it up. He incited everything. He wanted to, to overturn the election. He refused to leave. Now he's a dictator if he gets reelected, which is crazy. It's Tom Fitton, JudicialWatch.org. I want to get into Hunter Biden quickly. Hunter Biden shows up, defies a subpoena to Congress, does a little dog and uh, pony show outside in front of the cameras and microphones gets back in the suv and leaves now if his name is peter navarro he's going to go he's going to be charged with contempt of congress we still haven't seen anything yet what should happen with this well there's going to be a referral to uh the justice department the u.s attorney here in the district of columbia from 
Congress. Uh, I think the vote is going to, I don't know if it's the full House vote will take place tomorrow, but certainly the committee vote reporting it to the full House will take place tomorrow. And um, now we're going to have to wonder, or now we're going to have to wait for the Biden Justice Department to figure out whether they want to prosecute Hunter Biden for contempt. I mean, the challenge is, in addition to the obvious conflict of interest, is that Joe endorsed his contempt to commutatious conduct, right? I think that's the word they use in the the law. Uh, And so is Hunter going to be prosecuted, but will also Joe? And that would be my question. And something that Congress probably doesn't want anyone to know is that they have the authority, the each individual house, uh, to arrest and detain someone who's in contempt of their proceedings uh, to enforce uh, the subpoena. So if they wanted to, they could reinforce or or reestablish the rules under which they arrest those who are in contempt. Uh, it doesn't mean they obviously can uh, throw out the rule of law there, uh, but they can take separate and independent action to enforce the subpoena beyond just referring it and relying on the Justice Department to prosecute, which only prosecutes based on politics in these in this in this day and age unfortunately a couple of interesting things that happened that day one he said my father was never financially involved in my business dealings that's a nut that's a new spin on how joe was or wasn't in the know and then kjp kareem jean pierre later when asked about it said of course the president knew what his son was going to say does that mean that he was aiding and abetting the contempt of congress i mean that was kind of odd to me when i heard that well, I'm sure a grand jury will be convened immediately and question Joe Biden directly. <laughs> yeah. out, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to hold my breath on that one, Tom. You know, that was the court hearing today. Is Congress, or I mean, is the President of the United States immune from criminal prosecution? And uh, I tell you, uh, if they say that Trump uh, isn't immune for criminal prosecution for acts he took as President of the United States, all bets are off yes. for Joe, Obama, and who knows who else? Well, their backs are against the wall. He's going to be found to have immunity because you're right. Everybody down the line is going to be called in then if he doesn't. Well, my guess is the left is thinking uh, the Republicans never will do that. <laughs> they might be right, Tom. Um, it's never for, you, know? you know, from the left's perspective is the Republicans warn that, oh, we're going to go. They'll come after us. It never happens. Yeah. It's true. I wish that it would, but it's starting to look more like the Uniparty. Mike Johnson, not very impressed in the past couple of days with this whole budget stuff, but hopefully he'll step up and do something else better. Tom, it's been too long. you you got to come back on uh, again. Go and support Judicial Watch. JudicialWatch.org. He's the president. It's Tom Fitton. Tom, thanks a million. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you, Joe. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. I would do it, Carrie, but we're out of time, frankly, for this hour. Oh, no. I'm not going to do it. No. Okay. No? Mm. Uh, no? There you go. Tom Fitton, uh, they're bringing the lawsuit. We're going to keep an eye on that for sure. We'll have him back next hour. It's going to be Peter St. Ange. He is an economist, and he's got the real story about the debt, about the deficit, about what Speaker Johnson's doing, about what the economy's really doing, the unemployment rate, and more. Joe Pag Show coming back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.